You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip Podcast, Episode 1. In this episode, my boyfriend Paul asked me 101 questions so we can get to know each other as we kick off this podcasting journey. You'll find out about my biggest business wins and regrets, what song I like to dance around to, if I'm a peanut butter or chocolate fan, my best tips for new business owners, and so much more. These questions were submitted by my team and followers, and by the end of them, even Paul had learned a lot of new things about me. So sit back, relax, and let's dive into episode one. You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip Podcast. In this show, online business coach and self-made millionaire Sabrina Phillip shows you how to do entrepreneurship your way. She moved to Bali with $800 in her bank account and just one year later had scaled her business to seven figures. Sabrina has been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Goldcast, and Cosmopolitan. Using her signature, intentional, manageable, profitable framework, Sabrina helps women make millions online. Currently traveling the world, tune in each week as she reveals the best tips, tricks, and strategies for creating the intentional life and business of your dreams. Here's your host, Sabrina Phillip. All right, Sabrina. So we decided to kick off episode one, season one, very first podcast to ask you 101 questions. Are you excited? A little bit. We'll see how it goes. That's good. That wasn't one of the questions, by the way. So we've actually got 102. Are you ready to get started? Yeah, let's go for it. Awesome. What do you do in the first 30 minutes of your day? Hit the snooze button 35 times. (laughs) You do actually, (laughs) like every time. You lived in Bali for three years. What's your favorite thing about it? It is a very high energy place. So I think that you're going to grow a lot as a person just because of the experience of being there. And the motorbikes and the coconuts on the beach. Those are pretty good too, yeah. (laughs) What was your biggest cash month? 200,000. What's your favorite color? Red. How old are you? 25. What's it like to be a seven-figure entrepreneur? There's a lot of responsibility that comes with it, I think. You look at your team members and you think about their families and you look at your clients and you think about their families. And so that, I think, comes with a lot of responsibility. And at the same time, it's also a really fun experience. You get to have all these nice things and travel but I never lose sight of the responsibility of what I'm doing. But I also feel that that's in alignment with what I want to be doing and what my mission is, which is empowering women through entrepreneurship. Very good answers. You're doing really well here. Thanks, babe. How did you get started in online business? So when I was 22, I was at that point, like so many 22-year-olds are, where we kind of have to go get a job or go get a graduate degree or something like that. Those are the options were pretty much presented. And neither of those felt like good fits for me. I just was not sure what I wanted to do long term. And so I found some blog posts about travel blogging. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to become a travel blogger. And I was looking on Upwork and I was going to find someone to help me make an app. And then when I realized that an app was like $30,000, I was like, okay, I need another plan. And so then I found out about being a virtual assistant. So I started picking up virtual assistant jobs for $12 an hour, writing Instagram captions and pinning things on Pinterest. And my first ever online business job was as a VA. Hmm. I had no idea about the app thing. Yeah. I didn't know you were going to start. I, I had the wireframes and everything. Oh, I would, what was you know, the app sit for? For the travel blog. So it was like a travel blog, but on an app. 
well, both because I wanted to be ahead of the curve, you know, oh. always future thinking. That's awesome. Yeah, it was called Yogi Meets World. Like, I've got the domain. Oh, I remember that brand, yeah. Yeah, the branding, the colors. I didn't know colors. there was an app. That's really cool. Well, there was never an app, but no, there but was I a dream yeah. for an app. That's awesome. You never told me that. That's really cool. What's your favorite album right now? So, spoiler alert, Paul's my boyfriend. But we just left Bali after three years, and I feel like we get everything a year later because we just don't see the same TV commercials or ads or radio or anything like that so i know everyone right now is listening to the lover album by taylor swift but i just got into the last one reputation so that's what i'm jamming out to at the moment i know i remember listening to it in the car over and over and over again (laughs) after your retreat and it's funny you said spoiler alert because we're probably going to let them know who i am in the intro sorry guys double whammy so good album isn't it just repetitive do you have a daily mindset practice Yes. So I do my 333 exercise, which is something that I teach my clients. And where I found myself struggling with a daily mindset exercise is everyone was telling me to go journal for an hour. And I have a lot of resistance around doing anything for an hour, especially every day. So I came up with my own mindset exercise where I just either write down or say to myself three things that I'm grateful for, three things that I desire from that day, and then three things I need to do that day to be successful. And it's got the super creative name of 333. And I teach it to all of my clients and the hundreds of thousands of people following me on social media. And it works. That's the magic of it. Because it's so simple, anyone can do it and they can get super clear on you know, who they are and what they want and just call that in. I think it's pretty simple, isn't it? Simple and effective. If you had one day as president, what would you do? I would release everyone who is incarcerated for low-level drug offenses. I would probably do some sort of like national education sweep. So Paul's Australian, as you can tell by the yummy accent. I'm American. The problem is in the United States that education is decided at the state level, which in a way is good, but also then you have a lot of kids falling behind. So I would work to maybe just have more funding. And then this is going to be a little bit controversial, but I think that we have way too much money in defense spending. So instead of raising taxes, I'd probably stop buying 300 you know, nuclear bombs a year or something like that. So big plans, big plans. Entrepreneurship Some doesn't work there, out. there, isn't there? Gee, gosh, one day you'll just come in and go. Boom. Yeah, I know. It's exciting. So what's the secret to your hair? I don't think you wrote that question. I didn't write that question, but I want to know. I'm intrigued. So I actually chopped five or six inches off last month. So Paul and I are recording this from Edinburgh, but last month I was in Rome. I just got really emotional one day and I was like, I'm going to change my life. So I cut my hair. So a month ago, my answer would have been, I get my hair colored very, very rarely, and I almost always let it air dry. So I just like to be as natural as possible about it, and that seems to serve me pretty well. It's funny, I didn't even know, for context, everyone listening, uh, I didn't even realize that you'd cut your hair significantly. I thought you went for a quick trim. (laughs) Turns out it was more excessive than that. So It looks great. Thanks. What's something no one tells you about becoming an entrepreneur? I think that entrepreneurship can be pretty lonely just because, especially if you're doing it online, you're behind your laptop all day, you're in your house. And so if you don't make the effort to go to co-working spaces or networking events or things like that, it can be really isolating. And also just because socially and culturally, a lot of times entrepreneurship is considered risky. So you're going to get a lot of judgment from friends and family. 
And so that can in itself also be isolating. So I think just really understand that whatever you're going through and feeling is it's okay. And there are people out there experiencing the same thing. So just find communities and find connection and get out there. And that's going to make all the difference. For sure. I agree with that. I've been thinking about like a way to try and solve that because even remote workers and stuff, they still feel really isolated, even though they work in companies and like entrepreneurs. Yeah. You worked remotely for two years. Yeah, for sure. That's what I was saying. Like, I think, yeah, it definitely needs to be sold. Communities, for sure. What's a skill you're currently working on? Well, I have the Rosetta Stone in Italian, but I'm not always super disciplined about doing it. So I think that's something that I want to work on. But we did just spend two months in Italy. So I think I got some practice in. You did. You, yeah, you're incredible with languages. I remember you made me, speaking of skills, this has just popped out. I remember you made me buy all of this cotton or whatever it was back from Australia one day and needles because you knitting. wanted to, was it knitting? Or, yeah, knitting. Yeah, crochet, knitting. Oh my goodness, my suitcase was packed to the brim. How did that go? It went great. <laughs> it didn't. He didn't even have a crack at it. Oh well. So I actually am a super knitter, though. Yeah, I know. Like, I wanted to get like, like some... can out knit any grandma yeah. here. Yeah, I was looking forward to it. What's your go to makeup brand for face? Chanel. So Chanel powders, foundations for eyes, Urban Decay, and then for mascara, Benefit. If I had to pick one for the rest of my life, probably Chanel. Again, I did not write that question, but that was a, I would want to know my complexion and get all the powders. If you could only do one thing in your business, what would it be? I like the marketing side of things. I just like writing and creating content and showing up. I think what's difficult for any business owner is when you're first getting started, you don't have a lot of resources. You know, you might not have the money to reinvest or hire a VA. Maybe you're working a nine to five and you can only dedicate 10 or 20 hours a week to your business. It can be really difficult knowing what to focus on and what to do first. But then even when my business grew to six figures, multiple six figures, seven figures, I also had to figure how to allocate my resources, you know, all these team members and priorities and management. So I also still feel like I have limited time to do the things that I want. But at the end of the day, we always have to ask ourselves, what's going to get me more of what I want, right? What's the activity that's going to make a true difference? And I always tell people to focus on money-making activities as the CEO, as the business owner. That's the thing that you have to be doing in order to pay for everything else. So always start there. Good answer. Where do you want to be in 10 years? In the Maldives on a vacation, probably. A year-long vacation? Or 10 years. You never know. What show are you hooked on right now? The Politician on Netflix, which you told me about. Thank you. That one's really good. I just finished re-watching Gossip Girl, Mm. and I am watching The Big Bang Theory for the first time, which, again, we didn't get that in Bali, and I just had never heard about it, so... Like, I'd, I had heard about the show, mm. but I was like, oh, that's like an old people show. Very mistaken. <laughs> Very mistaken. Someone's misled you. I'd only ever heard about it from, like, my parents and things like that. Like, I'd never heard about it from people mm. my age. But then also, I'm not super connected anymore to the people I went to high school with or college. So it was just a lot of older people I knew in Bali who didn't watch that. And I don't think we had Big Bang Theory on Netflix in Indonesia until maybe six months ago. Yeah, for sure. How many hours a day do you work? Well, I'm sure Paul has his own thoughts on this. I would say probably focus time, maybe three to five hours a day. 
I think that's about right, yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy how little you work <laughs> and all this magic happens. I don't know how you do it. How do you know when it's time to hire support in your business? So I would say that there are kind of two big situations where that might come up. So one is where you're doing something that you really don't have the skills for and it's taking you way too long to get it done. So for example, let's say you're trying to build your own website, which I actually built my own first website. Paul and I actually met while I was building my website. I remember that. Yeah, yeah we would sit next to each other at the co-working space, looking out at the Bali palm trees and mm -hmm. typing away. That was a skill of mine, so I was decently quick about that. But if I was trying to do something else like copywriting or who knows what, and it's just taking way too long to the point where I'm losing business because of it, then I would say go ahead and hire someone there. The other time where it would be a good idea to hire some support is when you are putting aside money-making tasks to pick up those tasks. So this is super common where people where will you know, stop doing marketing or sales activities and they'll start doing admin and, you know, file organization and scheduling links and things like that, which they totally need to happen. But the value of those tasks might be $10 an hour, whereas the value of you doing a live stream or a sales call might be $300 an hour. So it's about having that ability to say, okay, I need to go ahead and get help here so I can keep my focus here. For sure. I like this question. What's one thing you do that bugs me? There's so many. How do I pick one? I don't know. This is what I thought would be challenging. Paul is under the mistaken belief that I'm messy. How is that a mistaken belief? Because, so when we lived in Bali, we had a full-time housekeeper. And so she would make the bed and do the dishes and things like that. So, like, I see myself as investing in economies when I hire people to clean up. I have to wear a helmet, knee pads, shoulder pads just to get, like, past no. the closet. There's just clothes and... No. Yeah, it's a war zone. It's not. It's very organized chaos. <laughs> it's just chaos. So there's that. And then... This one really bugs Paul. I think more than anything in the world, I'm not great at plugging in my electronics. I wish y'all could see his face right now. It's the bane of my existence. I don't know. I'm sure Tim Cook from Apple has like a little thing that says, oh, there goes Sabrina again. She's ruining another of our devices. You're getting, I think some days you get better than others. What's your laptop on right now? It's dead. <laughs> I know. That's why I asked. I saw you open it just before and you're like, oh. And then you closed it again. I was like, oh, happened. All right. No, I think that's all right. You're allowed to charge whatever you want or not charge it. What's your favorite book? Pride and Prejudice. Really? I've told you this like 10 times. Isn't that a movie? It's a movie about a book. Oh, okay. Paul and I have tried to watch Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley so many times and he like falls asleep after the first 30 minutes Telling and that's sign, the bane of my existence. Telling sign at how good that movie is. What's one thing you can't live without? You. Oh. Is that your answer? Or a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> the internet. What's your favorite food? Ooh. So this is also one of our Sabrina fun facts, but I almost always try to get Paul to pick for me. Because I'm really bad when it comes to decision-making. Business decision-making, I'm great. But when it comes to food and personal things, I remember in Bali, it would take me an hour every day to order lunch, just wasting time on the Gojek app, which is kind of like Uber Eats or Deliveroo. So I would say if I had to do top three, 
it might be Mexican, Chinese, Italian. Again, <laughs> there's like three different food groups there. But yes, they're all three well, major. Well, what do you think I would eat for the rest of my life if I could only have one? Oh, that's a good question. See how I made Paul make the decision, guys? Yeah. I probably would have said something like pizza, maybe. I haven't had pizza once since coming to Edinburgh, actually. Oh, yeah, you haven't. I think it's because we had so much of it in Italy. Mm. I'm weaning off. You like sushi. You yeah. You sushi a lot. Why don't you drink coffee every day? So I always thought the taste of coffee was really gross and disgusting. And then I would see people around me as a kid. You know, my parents would not wake up or start the day until they had their coffee. And it just seemed really addictive to me. So I definitely love a cappuccino every once in a while, especially in Venice in the mornings overlooking Santa Maria della Salute. That is totally a great time to get a cappuccino, but it's not an everyday thing for me. Thank goodness, more coffee for me. Uh, what would you tell someone who hates sales calls? So I think a lot of times the reason why people hate sales calls is because they think it's sleazy or they think it's bad or wrong. And so that is making sales about them, right? They're putting the focus on me, 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 me. But in actuality, the purpose of sales is to help people find services or products that are going to make their lives or businesses better. So if you shift the focus and make it all about service, and if you're not so focused on, I hope they like me so that they buy my thing, but I hope I like them, or I hope that I can help them find the right product for them and, you know, them, them, them. If you shift that, I think sales will feel a lot better. Mm. That's something I, I do as well, actually. I'm glad you said that. I've never asked you this question, but I agree. Sometimes I get really nerdy and I think about the why I'm doing what I'm doing, like, mm. you know, the financial freedom, the the wealth, the time freedom, and I get really excited about that for them. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like the coolest thing ever. And then that's what I go into the the sales call with, like that bigger picture thing. It helps a lot. That and I think it also releases the attachment to it. Gotcha. Because a lot of people have a scarcity mindset around sales where they see each sales call as an end all be all. If this person does not sign up with me, I'm the worst business owner ever. And totally me for like the first one million sales until like a day ago. Um, (laughs) But like it just makes you feel like this is never going to work, right? You know, the money is gone. I've lost that sale when in actuality, there's 8 billion people on this planet and, you know, millions of people being born every day. There's always another sale coming. Mm. Yep. Good point. What's your middle name? Michelle. It's a pretty one. How would you describe your personal style? Mm, I would say that I match my style to wherever I'm traveling. So we're in Edinburgh right now, which means leather jackets and whites and grays and things like that. When we were in Italy, it was so many like pretty summery dresses. So it's very fluid and flexible based on wherever we're traveling. But I would say for the most part, pretty universally, it's very classic. You're never going to see me in something super trendy like platform shoes or anything like that. If my kids would make fun of me for that outfit 30 years from now, I'm not going to wear it. (sighs) My kids are going to make so much fun of me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What's your favorite holiday to celebrate? Mm, I think Christmas. I love Christmas in Europe and just the Christmas markets and the twinkly lights. And if we're in Germany, getting glue wine and sausages and Mm. things like that. Yeah, sausage. That's probably your favorite food. You would just eat them for the rest of your life. Yeah. What's the fastest way to grow your social media following? Give value. You always have to give value. That's the big thing. So 
the reason why someone follows you is because you're giving them something. So that could be entertainment. That's a huge one. That's why Vine stars before they shut that down are so popular YouTubers because they get entertainment out of it. A lot of people will get education out of your content. And so that's what's going to follow along the lines of most business owners. But if you can have high value, educational, transformational content and ideally spin in a little bit of entertainment, then people are going to stick around. But you need to make sure you're giving them that value. And so another big question I get a lot is, well, how do I grow my Facebook group? Because I have 20,000 people in my Facebook group. And so one thing I will tell people is, okay, well, what's the benefit? Like, why should someone be in the Facebook group? What are you giving them? So maybe it's exclusive trainings or live streams or you know weekly question and answer sessions. But really think about that, not just in general for social media, but for each of your platforms. So this is where we don't just want to post the same thing across each platform, but we make everything special in its own little way. Sure. How do you usually unwind? I like shopping. I like taking baths. I like listening to music. I love watching Netflix. I like going on dates with you. So yeah, I think just really typical relaxing stuff. Baths? Take a yeah. bath? Yeah, yeah. What charitable organizations do you support? So Bali Children's Project is one. So we have a few students back in Bali who we pay for their school fees each month. And something I figured was that most people would pick the cute little girls. So we pick the older teenage boys for the most part. So we pay for all their schooling fees. And then also She's the First, which is an organization that helps, you know, girls be the first ones in their family to go to high school and college and things like that. So anything that I think is going to help people get an education, because that I think is something that no one can ever take away from you. For sure. Are you a morning or a night person? So I used to be a night person when I was younger. I wouldn't call myself a morning person, but I remember in college staying up until like three or four in the morning pretty easily. And now I just feel like a grandma and, you know, after midnight, my brain just completely turns off. So I wouldn't say I'm a morning person. I would say I'm like a late morning person. <laughs> You're like a late morning, 11.59 a.m. No, like 9 a.m. I no, judge yeah. myself if I wake up past 8 a.m. I don't think you're a morning person. I would not say I'm a like wake up, up and at them, but I no. wouldn't call myself a night person. But you can still do work at night, can't you? Until like 8, 9, 10 p.m., but yeah, not I, after that. I definitely can't. I don't think morning people can do work after like six o'clock, seven o'clock. That's because they wake up so early. That's what a morning person is. Well, I'm not a night person. I think you are. I definitely think you. I'm the third option. <laughs> I always have been. There's no third option. Do you have siblings? I have a lot of siblings. I always have to like count them in my head before I say how many. So I have five siblings. My sister Sophie is 23. My brother Max is 18 and it's his first year in college actually. My brothers, Henry and Harrison, are two years apart. I believe they're 11 and 9. <laughs> and then my brother, Dash, Dashel, is one years old. So a huge range, and I'm the oldest. Yep. Shout out to the Sibs. Hey, Shout fam. out. How you doing? If you start your business all over again, would you change anything? So I'm very much of the belief that everything happens the way that it's meant to. So I think a lot of times when we don't work as hard or don't try as hard for something, we judge ourselves and like, oh, I should have worked harder. I should have studied harder. But everything had to happen exactly the way it did to get you to this moment. And so maybe if you're feeling low about yourself, maybe you needed to get to this moment in order to make a change. 
right? So I don't know that I would necessarily change anything, but I do think that the thing I'm most proud of that I would double down on is just getting visible because especially as an online business owner, as a brand-driven business, you need to be visible in order for your ideal clients to find out who you are. So I think, could I have been more visible? Sure. Could I have you know, had more product suites or different branding or whatever. Sure. All of that is true, but it also got me to where I am. So I wouldn't necessarily change it, but for anyone listening, who's wondering what the takeaway is, I think just get really visible. Mm. Would have loved to have been on Facebook ads three years ago and they were yeah. like a 10th of the cost. Knowing what you know now, what would you write in your high school yearbook? I didn't really feel like I fit in too well in high school. So it would probably be something snarky to the mean girls. Just kidding. Do I have to write this to myself or to anyone? Well, I don't know. Or is this kind of like the the no, saying yeah, under my picture? The, I think it's the saying. Like, what would you write in the yearbook? I'm pretty sure I had a third eye blind quote from my yearbook. Yeah. My goodness. What was? Do you remember what it was? If nothing else, I am myself. That's all I have to give. Well, that's I'm very prophetic, isn't it? But it's it's from a. I'm pretty sure it's from a third eye blind song. But I would probably do the same thing, and that would just be what's under my picture. That's, I, I was just looking for my quote. I wrote something about always carry a light bulb. What? <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I'll have to look at my yearbook. I was such an idiot in high school. I can't believe I remembered that. Yeah, see? There you go. Well, it was only a few years ago. You're a young gun. What's your favorite place to visit? Europe. Where in Europe? We are in Europe. We're in Edinburgh. Yeah, where? where? No, the whole continent. The no, you've got to pick one, Mrs. Decisive. It depends on the year. Okay, you can go one of your favorites. Italy. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a good answer. Do you have any hidden talents? I don't think so, actually. H- knitting. Knitting is a hidden talent. Not hidden anymore. The world knows about it. Now y'all know. Knitting is a big one, I would say. I think I'm pretty good with kids. Yep. And baking. Baking is a big hidden talent. They've got all those baking shows in America. I don't know what they're called. And in the UK. Mm. But send me on one of those. The, we, it's like the Great British Bake Off or the Great Australian Bake Off. Yeah, thing. send me That's, on that. Yeah, I think you'd do really good there. What did you say about the knitting? I was going to say something of like... The Great if, Australian no, Knit Off? No, like if you were ever to have like some kind of a swag store or whatever, you could have like a custom knitted... Um, like something Sabrina from Sabrina. Scarf. Yeah, yeah. it's like one of a kind thing. That would be awesome. <gasps> Maybe you could sell Sweaters. that and raise money so that like you can just put like an ungodly amount on it and make it like a really fun piece and then yeah. the proceeds go to like the Bali children or yeah, something like that. Yeah, definitely. And then you knit it. That'd be so cool. What's a recent client win you're celebrating? So I've had three clients this year hit their first 100K cash months. So that was Jamie King, Megan Yelaney, and Isabella Silverio. So those are three women who've scaled to seven figures this year. I had another client, Ruby Lee, who did $122,000 in sales so far this month. And then I had another client, Lynette, who... What I love about Lynette is she is so sweet and cares so much to the point where she's hard on herself and she made $17,000 cash in 10 days. Nice. And so, yeah, I just, I'm excited to see her do more because Lynette is someone I really, really believe in. And I know she, obviously I believe in all my clients, but you know, she's going to scale to seven figures. Ruby's going to scale to seven figures and it's just amazing to see it happen. 
Well done, ladies. What's the last country you visited? We kind of answered this already. Italy, yeah. Italy. What do you consider the best piece of advice you've been given? Hmm. Best piece of advice I've been given. This is from my dad, actually. So about six months into my online business journey, maybe five, I came home for the holidays. So I had gone to Bali May 2017 and I was home for Thanksgiving. You know, I saw my mom first and she was telling me, you know, you should probably come back. Like, this is really tough. Like, this was an experiment. It didn't work out. You know, come back. I will help you get a marketing job or something like that. And I talked to my dad about it and he said, you know, give it six more months, give it six more months. And so anytime I wanted to quit, he would always tell me, give it six more months. And I think that if he hadn't have given me that advice to just keep going, I might have quit. So I think that was the best piece of advice I've ever been given. What was your favorite song as a kid? Iris by Goo Goo Dolls, but you make fun of me for this. I didn't make fun of you. I was just like, that's a very adult song to have as a favorite song as a kid. So I saw the movie City of Angels on as, like life. Yeah. It's rated M, isn't it? I don't know. It's very adulting. So when I was younger, I was definitely a night person. So I would stay up all night watching movies. Night person again. A lot of times on the Lifetime show or HBO or anything like that. And I watch City of Angels and I really like that song. And so most people don't know that that song was made for a movie because it's about an angel who falls like from grace in order to be with this woman. And so that's what the entire song is about. So romantic. Yeah. And then when I was 17, 18, 19, I can't remember, I saw Goo Goo Dolls live and they played that song. Mm, that would have been awesome. What's the first thing you outsourced in your business? Just general admin tasks. Mm. If your life was a hashtag, what would it be? So I say hashtag fun fact a lot. <laughs> so there's a lot of Sabrina fun facts. I think that could be one. That or, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, babe? Yeah, I think hashtag, if your life was a hashtag, what would it be? Be hashtag just unbelievable. Like I'm just always in awe and in disbelief at what you accomplish. Where did you grow up? So I was born in Germany and I lived there the first four years of my life. And then we moved to Little Rock, Arkansas. And then when I was six years old, we moved to Miami. And from the time I was 6 to 22, I was bopping all over Florida, whether that was Miami, Weston, Naples, Orlando, for college, Gainesville. So I would say Florida. Yeah. Go Gators. Chomp, chomp. <laughs> What's your most treasured item in your wardrobe? I love my Chanel backpack. What about the Birkin? So Paul's really upset that I don't like obsess you've, over that more you've got to give it the the airtime get it out for a spin i do love it but i think treasure because in bali every single day i wore my chanel backpack and like you would see me with mm. it on the back of my scooter just driving away yeah and you were like you're crazy but it's just so durable and goes with everything and functional so i really like my chanel backpack good pick what's your pre-live stream ritual so I am usually running around frantically trying to get the tripod set up and maybe a light set up, but I just like to take a few minutes to outline what I'm going to talk about. And I just kind of have three main points usually that I want to hit. And if I'm going to be dropping links while I'm talking, so, you know, Hey, here's the link to my website or here's the link to this. I'll get all of those links organized ahead of time in a Google doc on my laptop. So I can just kind of grab them and drop them. When you're not working, what's one thing you love to do? 
Well, so at the moment, the setup that Paul and I have is we are doing one country a month indefinitely. So I like to do tours or just walking around that new place that I'm in because I'm always in a new place and we like to go places for the first time instead of a lot of repeats other than Italy. So it's always fun kind of discovering something new and seeing what's out there. Who do you love to follow on Instagram? Tosh Oakley or The Skinny Confidential. I thought you were going to say me. I thought I was the most followed account. I mean, I follow you around in real life. I just feel a little bit cut there. So Tash and who was the other one? Skinny Confidential. Yeah, yeah love them. Yeah. yeah, for sure. What was your most financially successful launch? I had two half a million dollar launches. So that first one was the Bali Mastermind launch in 2017. And the second one was the Inner Circle launch in 2019. So maybe like four months ago, three months ago. What's a place most people don't know you've traveled to? Morocco. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was there for three months studying Arabic when I was 19. What are you currently working on right now? Well, we are recording the first ever podcast episode. So I'm getting ready for a podcast launch, which is a long time coming. We have the Intention Entrepreneur Live next month, which is our annual women's business conference. So that one is going to be huge. And just a lot of system stuff. So what I found in my business is that I was always growing so quickly that I would outgrow my systems. So, you know, I would hire a VA to help me organize a group program. And then, you know, three months later, I had added in two more income streams. And so the business had grown so much that all the systems we had in place had kind of become redundant or irrelevant. And so I have really consciously decided to build eight-figure systems, right? The systems I would need in three years now. And that's been a year-long project. You know, that's something that took me way more time and way more money than I ever expected. But it's also the reason why I'm able to work three or four hours a day. Mm. What's your favorite trip we've ever been on together? The Maldives. So that was a bit wild. That was a good one. We originally went for six nights. And so I was excited about that because I had all of these Marriott points. And so we got the stay for free. We obviously had to pay for our spa and food and excursions and all of that stuff, but the nights were covered. And so it's the St. Regis in the Maldives, super tiny, isolated, high-end island resort. And on night six, we went to this dinner in an underground wine cellar restaurant called Decanter. And... You know, we're just sitting there getting ready. We had done the wine dinner before. It only happens twice a week. And we're sitting next to this beautiful woman and who's there with her date. And she just kind of looks around at all of us and she's like, let's order tequila shots. Let's mess it up. And it just became the craziest wildest night. We saw them the next morning at breakfast. She comes over. She drops off Bloody Marys. She comes over 10 minutes later. She drops off champagne. And so then we're talking to them and they're trying to convince us to stay. And so I kind of got on their side and I was like, yeah, let's stay, let's stay, let's stay. And we kind of had to like drag Paul into it. And then she brings over like the general manager or something. And so then he gives us like a super discounted rate, basically like a third of what everyone else was paying to stay because I guess we were popular or something. And so we extended three more nights and then we were there for nine nights. On the ninth night, you asked me if we could extend so that you know, one week trip became two weeks. And I'm pretty sure the only reason we left is because I had a retreat in Bali that I had to host. I think otherwise we might still be there. Yeah, for sure. I think I could have just lived there. What are the non-negotiables in your business? 
I am really firm with client boundaries. And I think that has definitely made a difference just because I'm really clear that my job is coaching and everything else, admin, scheduling, billing is the support team. Because anytime where you start to pick up little tasks, even if it will only take you a minute or two, it starts to drag on your day. Same thing with my team. You know, I might be able to grab something really quickly for somebody, but if there's someone else who's already being paid to do that job, then I just need to kind of redirect them and eventually they will be trained and they will know who that point person is. So I think just boundaries and structure on how things work has really served me super well. And I think another thing also is I really value everything looking perfect and just being done at a really high quality. So I think a lot of people will market off of this idea of you don't need to do Facebook ads and you don't need to do funnels and you don't need a website and all of these things. And all of that is true. I had made my first six figures before I had a website, but I also know that having that high level of quality signals to my clients how seriously I take my job and the level of professionalism that we bring to everything that we do. And it's also just really true for my brand because for my brand, that's just how it is. And so everything needs to be done well and it needs to be done nicely. And so that I think has also influenced the work that I'm doing right now on systems because I want to make sure everything looks good and functions well and is awesome for our clients. What's something you learned from your mom? So I was talking to my mom about, you know, student government things back when I was in college. And my mom told me that the most powerful person in the room is the quietest. Because if you have true power, you don't have to say I'm powerful. And so I think that has definitely shaped the way I see people. Because if I see someone being really flashy or loud or bragging, and it's not necessarily coming from an empowering place like, hey, I have all this and you can too, but just look at me, look at me, look at me. What I usually find is that if I look closer, I'm not going to find too much. And so that also teaches me that, you know, I don't have to tell everyone what I'm up to or how much I'm making or any of those things, unless it's coming from a really empowered place of wanting to teach others. And I think that has definitely helped me a lot, just knowing when to stay quiet. Do you speak any other languages other than English? Yes. So I speak Spanish perfectly fluently. I took Arabic for several years. I took French for several years. I'm currently studying Italian. And then my next one is going to be German because I was born in Germany and I'm a German citizen. So I want to make sure I learn that language. And then I also took Sanskrit for a few years as well. But that's not really a spoken language. That's more just writing and reading. What's it like managing a team of 20 people? 21. Um, 21. Yeah, it's a lot. So I have a business manager and the way we structured the business was she has no repeatable tasks outside of checking with the team. So she might pick up things here and there, but her real job description is managing everybody else. And so she checks in with every single person Mondays and Thursdays. We meet every single week. She sends out a team update every single week and we work together to set priorities and we always check against those priorities. So it's not so much, you know, oh, did Rebecca accept new Facebook group members? It's more so, hey, here's our priority. How is all the team coming together to make this thing happen? So for me, I think the big thing is my job is to just communicate that vision and to be really supportive of everybody and remember that they're humans. One thing I heard that I love was that a 
boss will care a lot about if an employee is getting the job done and if they're doing a good job. But a leader is going to care about if that person is happy and, you know, leading a good life and doing the things that are really important to them. So I also just want to take my time to check in with people and see how they're doing since Aaron is doing such a great job of the task management. I can kind of just, you know, make sure people are doing what they want to do because that's in alignment with my mission, which is empowering women through entrepreneurship. And what's really cool, I think, about our team is we only have two or three men on the team. We are such a girl power team. I think 18 of them, 17 of them are women. How do you respond to trolls? I don't. So I usually block them and delete their comments. I think that giving them energy and fighting with them is just not worth it. So I delete them and block them. What's your favorite song to dance to? Countdown by Beyonce. What's a typical day look like for you? So there is no such thing as a typical day because of time zone. So if we're in Bali, I wake up probably at around seven and I'll do calls maybe from eight to 12 because that's 8 p.m. or 5 p.m. Pacific to midnight to 9 p.m. If we are in Europe, then I usually will do calls from three to seven, but I probably have eight hours of calls a week and then I will get my nails done and go to yoga and work on content and systems organization and things like that. But every day is different. What's your zodiac sign? Aries. If you can only see one musical group in concert for the rest of your life, who would you pick? The Cure. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. What is something you can't resist buying? Zimmerman dresses or handbags. Mm. Makeup stuff. You buy like makeup all the time. Yeah. Well, that's because, so you're supposed to replace your makeup every few months because well, of like I didn't know that bacteria growth and things like that. I don't that. use makeup. Well, it's so. crazy to me because people be like, oh yeah, I've had this mascara for like two years. And I'm that's like, what I'd be doing. no, you're supposed to replace it every three months. Value for money. No. There's a big canister there. You can, how many teas in you? What's the best way to grow your email list? Lead magnets and freebies. So you're going to say water it. A <laughs> little bit of sunshine. What's your favorite movie of all time? The Godfather. Oh, yeah. That was a good movie. Wasn't it? A few hours out of my life there. What do you find yourself doing a lot these days? I had a goal to go to 20 yoga classes this month. So definitely more yoga than I've done in a long time. And I would also say... Just, you know, checking with the team and getting systems set up the way we want them to be. What business win are you most proud of? I was really proud of my Forbes feature. So when I was in Forbes, we had 100,000 views on the article in the first 24 hours, which for context, most articles might get, you know, 3,000, 4,000 views, you know, unless it's on the main page, which eventually they did move it to. And then, yeah, you know, now the article has maybe 350,000 views, something like that. So that was a really proud moment. I was 23 at the time. And then, you know, making my first million at 24 was also a really big one. What mantra are you loving right now? I always get everything I want. If there was a fire and you only had to grab one thing before you run out the door, what would it be? For your sake, I'm going to say the Birkin. Oh, you better, hey, because I was thinking that as soon as I read this question, I was like, oh. I hope she says the Birkin. What are you going to grab? What's the one thing? The Birkin. Oh, really? You'd grab the Birkin? Well, I think it would be the toughest to replace. What about your phone? You can always get another phone. Yeah, I suppose. What about me? You just leave me and ditch me in there for the Birkin. I'm pretty sure you would run out way faster than no, I would. I'd be standing next to the Birkin. I'd be like, you decide. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you like scary movies? No. Neither do I. Negative. If you could go back in time to when you were first starting your business, what would you tell yourself? Keep going. Tenacious. You get arrested. What's it for? So, while I have never been arrested, I was quite mischievous in college, and I used to, like, climb buildings and things like that. So I would say it would probably be for, like, public trespassing or something. Shocker. What's your favorite Australian saying? Crikey. Or um, done like a dingo's breakfast. I do like that. I don't know if that's an actual saying, though, if I'm just making that up. but You do say it a lot, though. I do. I do. Done like a dingo's breakfast. Because when you think about it, it's pretty done, isn't it? Like, you're not going to have much left out of that. You're at war with an evil nation. What's your strategy here? Diplomacy first, always. So just create a block with the EU and probably with all African nations in South America and basically just isolate them. If it's going to be an evil nation, then they're probably going to be allied with China, Russia, potentially Iran and North Korea. So just start imposing economic sanctions. And New Zealand. <laughs> Joking. Sorry, all the Kiwis out there. Yeah, I'm glad you, you didn't have nuclear bombs because remember as a president, you were like, oh, I would drop defense budgets so you couldn't go and nuke them. But the thing, though, is that our defense budget is like larger than the next 26 countries combined. I'm in the wrong business. And the But the thing is, but so here's the thing, right? So like if you deploy a certain number of nuclear bombs, the entire world is blown up. So why would you need more than that amount? Well, after I get on Elon's ship, then it'd be it'd be fine. If you could get a care package full of literally anything, what's inside? Candles. So I like vanilla scented candles. I think that would be in there. Pretzel M&Ms. You can't get those outside of the United States. Mm. And I always eat pretzel M&Ms in bulk when I'm in the States. Chick-fil-A nuggets. <laughs> also another thing you can only get in the States. Yeah. And maybe like really soft sweatpants or something. I'd put Vegemite in there as well. I don't know about that one. What's your favorite used emoji? Oh, your most used emoji. Sorry. I have the two little hearts next to each other a lot. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I would say probably that one. Mine's the rocket ship. Why online business? The freedom to work from anywhere. Mm, that's a good one. What qualities do you value the most in people? Loyalty. Mm -hmm. Do you have a gratitude practice? Kind of tapped into that a little bit earlier. Yeah. So I think three through three definitely could kind of fall under gratitude practice. But I think the big thing is that when you're grateful for something, you can't really be too afraid of what's to come or you can't be focused on what you don't have. So I think anytime where I'm feeling nervous or stressed, I just like to start writing out, you know, 20, 30, 40 things that I'm grateful for that I have in my life. Mm, it's profound how much it shifts. What do people misunderstand about you? That's a good one. I get a lot of times the feedback of like, oh my God, you have it so together. Like, oh my God, you're a robot. You're so professional. Like, how do you do all of that? And I think people forget that I'm just a 25-year-old girl like everybody else. And I've got my own stuff. And, you know, you call it the most functional, dysfunctional person you've ever met. So I've, de <laughs> I've definitely got my own level of internal chaos like everybody else. How do you like to exercise? Yoga or Pilates. Can you break down the top investments you've made in your business and why they rocked? Yes. I think that copywriting is an incredible investment. So I always invest in my sales pages and I can definitely see the difference there where that copy absolutely converts. We had a video made 
for the Bali Mastermind launch. That was a half a million dollar launch. We had a drone video of Bali made. We recorded me talking about it. It was maybe three minutes and we ran a bunch of Facebook ads and that was obviously huge. Yeah. And then I think the Intentional Entrepreneur Live will end up being one of the best investments I make in my business as well. That video was so good. That was such a good video. Do you eat all the things or do you have guidelines? So there'll be days where I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a vegetarian day, but I wouldn't, there's nothing that I can't eat. There's nothing that I'm allergic to. There's nothing that I won't try. You know, I tried haggis the other day, so I'm feeling pretty Scottish. Yeah, that was, that was pretty adventurous. I liked it. (laughs) How do you always look so confident in all you're doing? So I don't see anything as a one-time shot. I think that there's always going to be another chance. I don't believe in once in a lifetime opportunities. I think that there's always another chance. So when I don't have that anxiety about something, it's a lot easier to be confident. And I also just have a belief in me that everything is going to work out in my favor because I think everything always happens for us. It's just our job to find that hidden nugget. How do you set boundaries with clients, especially when you love them? So I think this is actually really important. I think that a lot of people will become best, 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 best friends with their clients. And then that influences the advice that they give them because now it becomes, oh, I don't want to hurt your feelings because then you might not like me anymore. Whereas you wouldn't have that if you were just in a normal coaching relationship. So I think that for me, one thing that really helps is all of my communication goes through the approved channels. So, you know, for courses that might be in the Facebook groups for my inner circle and private clients that might be in Voxer, but all coaching communication is going to go through there. I'm not going to answer anything on social media. I'm always going to point them back. And so I think that helps. And I think also just turning your phone off on the weekend so that it is very Monday through Friday can help a lot. Still be nice, still be supportive. You know, I definitely care so much and am friends with my clients, but I never let that cloud my ability to coach them. How did you find your first one-on-one coaching client? So she actually had hired me to manage her social media. She was paying me about $400 a month and I was doing her Pinterest, her Facebook and her Instagram. And she said, you know, your business is growing so quickly. Can you help me with mine? And so I started coaching her and eventually she actually came to work for me as a graphic designer. So it was pretty cool because she had an Etsy shop and so she would make prints and things like that. What's one book that changed your life? Perfect Love and Perfect Relationships by John Wellwood. What's your morning beauty ritual? I actually don't wear makeup most days, but just washing my face and putting on some oil and lotion because my skin gets really dry. What's your biggest regret in business so far? I think just any time where I didn't show up fully, you know, it had to happen that way for reasons I might not always understand, but I think. I always want to show up as fully as I can, and that's always going to be my work to focus on because I do see in my own business, you told me this actually, you know, wherever I show up, I get signups. The more I show up, I get signups. And that's what Paul taught me. That was a big deal. you show up, you get signups. Yeah. That's it. I should just label that, stick it everywhere. It's worked so well for you. What's the most expensive thing you've ever splurged on? The Birkin. Bless the Birkin. If you had to choose one person in Hollywood to become business partners with, who would you choose and why? Mm, I think George Clooney did quite well with his tequila brand. I knew you were going to say some good-looking guy. 
some absolute hunk. He's married with kids. Ugh. But he he like cashed out and he is like worth a billion dollars now or because something of his crazy. Tequila company, isn't it? That's yeah. Why and then also Ryan Reynolds has also a gin brand, Aviation Not Gin. Another bloody stunner. I just yeah, I think that those men know what's up. Hugh Jackman. Oh. He's got a coffee company. This is ridiculous. Go with like David Letterman or someone just really unattractive or just hopeless. Go with a girl. Chris Jenner. That would be a powerhouse. You know, that whatever she touches is going to turn into gold. Yeah, that, that's actually a good one. Would you rather be a mermaid or a ninja? Hmm. A mer ninja. Nah, have to pick one, Mrs. Decisive. I think maybe then a ninja. Yeah, I reckon you'd be a good ninja. You're only allowed to shop in one store for the rest of your life. Which would it be? Zimmerman. <gasps> what about Chanel? But, like, for clothes, I think that a lot of their clothes can be old lady-ish. You could just wear handbags. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. <laughs> what are some of the last thoughts you have before you fall asleep at night? Usually I'm judging you because as soon as your head hits the pillow, you're snoring. Like, you're out. And I'm just like, wake up, wake up, wake up, play with me, play with me, play with me. So mm. something like that because I just want to, like, talk to you and poke you or just something like that. So I'm usually judging you for sleeping. I'm knackered. When I go to sleep, that's what's Because you're a morning for. person. See? Okay, three left. We're at 99. You're a villain in a new age feminist comic book. What are your powers? I don't think you wrote that question. No, I didn't, but I like the, I'm looking forward to the answer. So I'm a villain? In a new age feminist comic book. What Ooh. are your powers? So th am I like fighting against the patriarchy or what Probably. is that? Probably. If it's a feminist comic book, I would say that they would be taking down Superman. And changing to be super person. So I might enslave all the men. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. Okay. Powers. Unreal. Peanut butter or chocolate? Peanut butter. That was a good one. Last one. Congratulations on getting here Thank to the you. end. Well done for everyone listening too. Everyone knows you now inside and out. If you could send a text message to everyone in the world, what would it say? Like, same time, hit send, goes to every single person's phone on the planet. What would it say? Be kind to each other. And how was that? I think you learned some things about me that maybe you didn't know. I did, actually. Yeah, there were a few curveballs in there. I thought it was fun, though. I thought it was pretty well-rounded, and there were some definitely oddball questions in there. You know, they were from my team, and... You know, clients had written in of things they wanted to know. So it was fun because for clients and team members, I could pick out like, oh, I know who asked that. I know who asked that. For sure. For sure. Is there a way for people to ask questions, like follow up questions on this? For sure. So you can email us at podcast.sabrinaphillip.com and we take all of that information and we use it to record the next podcast episode. So definitely email us in if you have any more questions. Yeah, like some looming questions. Oh, they didn't ask that. Yeah. I reckon that'll be really cool. I thought um, it was fun though. Yeah, it definitely was. Definitely in, a little while. In a way, I thought it was a bigger conversation than I expected it to. Like mm -hmm. I just thought it would be super rapid fire, but some of them actually required some thinking. Yeah, right. It's not so easy when you're on the spot for 101 questions. I think you did really well. Thank uh, you. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, babe. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks everyone for listening in. Mm -hmm.